Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. I have nothing at all witty to say for the opening of this week's podcast. So welcome to the Chad and Cheese podcast, coming at you from Recruiting's Underbelly. I'm Joel Cheeseman. And I'm Chad Sowash. On this week's show, LinkedIn's been very naughty. Google for Jobs says, Konnichiwa, bitches. And we run down the top holiday perks employees are begging for this season. Spoiler alert, partying is number one. Shocking, huh? Party. Eggnog Corporate America. We'll be right back after this word from JobAdX. As the best ad tool in the industry, JobAdX has been providing job board publishers, direct employers, agencies, RPOs, and staffing firms, dynamic job bidding and real-time ad delivery through our programmatic job advertising exchange. When we started, we described JobAdX as AdSense for jobs. Now, we offer much more with Switchboard and LiveAlert, completing our full suite of dynamic programmatic advertising tools with the best of consumer ad tech. Switchboard offers our dynamic technologies to all partner job board feed management, and LiveAlert eliminates latency and expired job ads via email. For more information about any of our ad solutions, please reach out to us at joinus at jobadx.com. That's joinus at jobadx.com. JobAdX, the best ad tool, providing smarter programmatic for all your advertising needs. I still love our intro. Is that wrong? No, no, you should love our intro. One of the best things we've ever done. (laughs) Uh, Shout out. Yes, we do have a few shout outs. Right out of the gate, I would like to thank our friend Steven Rothberg for illustrating the exact reason I had a problem differentiating between two lovely redheads. So thanks to Louise and Faith for being so understanding. But uh, yeah, last week, um, Joel pointed out my faux pas that I had on LinkedIn. Uh, Louise actually had a post out there uh, talking about the Chad and Cheese pod, and I thanked Faith instead. I was on my mobile phone. The pictures are much smaller, and they're both very good-looking redheads. So there you go. Remind me never to take marital advice from Steven Rothberg, even (laughs) though he's been married forever. Um, I know that if I compared my wife to another woman, um, I would not probably fare very well doing that. So Steven, you're a bigger man, braver man than I. And your marriage is obviously stronger than anyone else that I know. Amen. Uh, Moonlighting uh, in the news and shout outs. Talk to uh, to Jeff, their CEO, who, by the way, if you haven't uh, listened to the interview that we did with him a while back about crypto, uh, I encourage you to do so. They partnered with uh, Nextdoor. Uh, Most of you who live in suburban America know the site because all your neighbors are gossiping about everything in your neighborhood. And uh, they're powering the, uh, the small business advertising segment uh, there at Nextdoor. So congratulations to Moonlighting, who keeps uh, chugging along. Very nice. From business to beer, I actually received more craft beer in the mail. So thanks again to, uh, thanks again to our listeners for uh, sending me craft beer. I appreciate it and will enjoy it. And you're still not disclosing who's sending you this beer. Okay, so here's, I'm going to go a little bit deeper into it. I didn't want to try to make myself look good or anything, but here's the thing is that uh, I'm in consulting, this this person's in consulting, a 
big job came my way. I didn't want it. So what I did was I actually referred this person, pulled them in. They got it. They're incredibly happy. And the reason this is the reason why I'm getting beer. They're a big listener, but they also wanted to say thank you for me pushing business their way. So I didn't want to go that deep into it. But since you keep freaking prodding me, there you have it. Well, we can't be, you know, non-transparent with our, you know, listeners if we're going to call people out for it. You know, I think so. This is great. So this is just some sales shit. Sales guys tap, you know, patting each other on the back, doing favorite. Like, <laughs> that's cool. I'm fine with that. Speaking of salespeople, uh, I got a shout out to Rezzy Davis. I think Rezzy huh. is short for something. Uh, mm-hmm. Rezzy works at Push Nami, and and Rezzy exemplified to me some of the worst in sales this week. Really, I hate when this happens so a salesperson connects with you on linkedin fairly harmless you know maybe loosely tied to the industry or you know i do some marketing stuff as well i'm connected mm-hmm. with marketing folks so anyway um literally an hour before literally after connecting i get a pitch uh multiple sales pitches through messenger on uh, messenger on linkedin mm-hmm. email because now she has my email address etc um, I just, it just really pisses me off. And I just wish more salespeople would realize, you know, you know, don't try to fuck me on the first date, right? Like buy me a drink, you know, tell me a story, you know, like one of my shares, Court me. comment on some stuff, like, you know, introduce yourself to me in some way and not just try to get in my pants the first, you know, hour that we connect on LinkedIn. So anyway, um, I'm sure she's a perfectly fine human being. But uh, for salespeople doing that, take note that a lot of people don't like it, including me. And there's another salesperson. There have been plenty of salespeople that are sending these too long, didn't read types of messages, which are just fucking horrible, dude. But somebody sent me a video from Success Training Institute, Mm -hmm. uh, simplysuccess.com. So I'm giving them, everybody this so that they can understand. This turned me off from the standpoint of I just connected, I got a a too long, didn't read type of message, which I didn't read. Uh, And then they sent me a video and this video was the, one of the worst videos I've ever seen in my life from a, from a marketing standpoint. Yeah. I will never be using simply success or will I advocate or push a client their way? What was the video? It, it was two guys who were fake fighting and they're like fighting for your, you know, sales or something like that. It was horrible. Uh-huh. It was pathetic. <laughs> um, the basic standard cheesy salesy it was shit. Ridiculous. And, and, and last but not least, I actually took about 10 minutes one day to help a salesperson do a better job of meaningful outreach because it was so pathetic. I reached out to her and said, look, I didn't connect with you for you to sell me shit. Although what you can do is you can start to cut and copyright your messages and start to be more meaningful about your outreach. And and we kind of went back and forth and then she tried to sell me and I was like, yeah, I don't need that. Have a nice day. But still. Yep. I would, uh, I would push uh, our listeners to, uh, there's a guy named Gary Vaynerchuk, who most of our audience probably has heard of, who's a big advocate of, of getting to know you before asking for stuff. Uh, I think he wrote a book called, um, 
uh, jab, jab, punch, I believe, that sort of articulated that. And, and he goes as so far as looking at people's social media accounts, what they like on Twitter, and then connecting with them on something they right. like, right? Like maybe it's sports or maybe, you know, whatever. So take heed, salespeople. I know you're under a lot of pressure, but, you know, you're just not doing yourself any favors with this blasting of stuff on LinkedIn and everywhere else. Yes. Uh, I got a shout out to Alyssa Banks mm-hmm. uh, in Chicago, works for Wonderlick. Uh, friends of the show. She's a big, big fan. And I just wanted to say, Alyssa, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Uh, Big shout out. Probably the guy who gets the most shout outs other than maybe the job board doctor. Ed from Philly tweets. uh, (laughs) I was and I was correct, by the way. Uh, He would have had an aneurysm if the Eagles didn't beat the Giants, number one. And Cheeseman, nobody cares about your fucking fantasy football team. That was hurtful and funny. All in one tweet, Ed. Thanks so much. I care about my fantasy team, so <laughs> fuck off, Ed. He's just an angry Eagles fan because they suck it this year. It's the city of brotherly love, man. Come on. We we failed to make another top 100 HR influencers list, so shout out to whoever the hell produced that list. First off, I've never heard of this group in my life, and I love the groups who try to assemble these influencer groups just so that they can get redistribution, right? So it's like, oh, look, they put my name on it, so now I'm going to put it into my distribution on Twitter or whatever it is. Uh, Never heard of this company before. If they put me in their top 100 list or 500 list, I wouldn't give a fuck because who are they in the first place? This is a total marketing thing. Yes. Like, let's put 100 bloggers on a list and hope that they blog out, hey, I made the 100 list. Um, there, there, there used to be like a link bait thing. I don't know if you remember mm-hmm. this, but companies used to send uh, badges to bloggers yes. saying that they were on the top 100 influencers or whatever it was. Yeah. And then bloggers would put this badge on their blog and then that would be a backlink for SEO purposes and yada, yada, yada. Um, bloggers, people don't blog as much anymore and they don't do that as much anymore as they used to. So now it's like, let's just, let's just go to like buzz whatever and get a list of top recruiting HR bloggers and then put out a blog post and then tag them all in our tweets and then hope that they, they spread the word and get our company out. It's a pretty good strategy because it works. <laughs> people are suckers for like, yeah, I'm important. Yeah. Um, me included, but uh, yeah, they should have put us on the list because we are incredibly influential. If it's if it's from a reputable organization that you've heard of before, it's like, oh man, that's cool. But I looked at this and I'm like, who gives a fuck? We're still waiting for the Zip Recruiter uh, top 100 influencers <laughs> list. All right. Uh, continuing on, I've got a couple of quick shout outs. Um, Adam Godson, who was quoted in the Wall Street Journal. Awesome. Adam was ju- we just did an interview with him. I think it was last month. One of our badass interviews where we talk about automation, talk about nothing but technology. And uh, he was quoted in this Wall Street Journal uh, article talking specifically about that. Uh, and then Aida Fazilova, our favorite Russian from Zor, firing squad alumni, uh, wrote a great article in Entrepreneur, Entrepreneur Magazine. So uh, a couple of uh, a couple of Chad and Cheese alums uh, getting some love out there. Pretty awesome. Awesome. Let's get to the show. Yep. You've got some insider baseball. Uh, you and I have been around a while. We all have friends in the industry. None of them want to have their name attached to any of the information that they give us. But you had a lengthy conversation and want to share some of the insight that you got recently from a industry insider. 
Well, it was it was more than one. I mean, since we've been talking about these uh, industry, uh, these indeed uh, industry policy updates, I mean, I've had plenty of people actually reach out to me and want to talk. So um, this is kind of like this is kind of like a a mishmash of all the different conversations that we've had. So I try I try to make this as easy to get through as possible. So stick with me. So we're going to give a little background on the indeed staffing policy. If you need more background, listen to our earlier podcasts. First, all jobs from staffing companies will be pulled from Indeed's organic in January, citing search quality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody knows that's bullshit. And, and Indeed should have been straight with staffing companies and really said right out of the gate, hey, look, you've ridden on the free bus long enough. It's our new model to charge you and don't bullshit us. Don't bullshit. And that's exactly what they did. They were bullshitting them. Only paid jobs by staffing companies will be displayed. And that kind of kind of gave you an, a, an idea. It was like, hey, your jobs aren't good enough. The bad search quality. Although if you pay us, we'll go ahead and we'll put those in the paid in the paid section. In, in Indeed's defense, they're going to make a buttload of money. And my personal thoughts on this, Indeed saw an opportunity years ago to use this leverage to wring more cash out of staffing companies. And some of these companies I've been, I, I talked to paid two to three to five times more. So, yeah, I, I think it's one of those things where it's like it's a it's a short term asshole move. No question. Yeah. But they got more money out of it. So to all staffing companies, last but not least, if this move surprised you, uh, you haven't been paying attention. And remember, it was it was free advertising in the first place. Formulate that exit strategy. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is that. Most of the companies that I talked to and the ones that didn't have an exit strategy beforehand are really focusing on it now. So several of the companies that I talked to are actually planning to first step away from Indeed PPC. Uh, they've, they've seen the writing on the wall. They've tested. They've scaled other vendors. Um, and as a matter of fact, a couple of direct employers I spoke with are actually pulling together a group. So that group of employers can share best practices on how to more effectively get the fuck away from Indeed. And have you come around to Indeed becoming more of an active player in actually staffing? A couple of the people that I talked to said there's really no evidence other than that's what they they feel like they have all the the parts Mm -hmm. to jump into staffing. Um, you know, I had a couple of really deep conversations about it and said, Hey, look, career builder tried it. Um, monsters tried it, still trying it. Right. But they can't crack into it because, uh, if you take a look at career builder and we'll talk about them a little bit later, but if you take a look at career builder, they have, they're doing so much and they don't do anything incredibly well uh, other than maybe background checks. Shit. I don't know. They're really good at giving us content for the podcast. Oh, that's good. Yeah. They're, they're good for the El Chapas of the world. <laughs> But uh, but really, at the end of the day, I mean, this comes down to companies are just extremely frustrated and they're looking for an exit strategy. Does this sound like echoes of uh, like people wanting to bounce out of Monster and Career Builder 10 years ago? That was actually said (laughs) on several occasions. Yeah. Yeah. The funny thing is, like, Indeed was the exit strategy 10 years ago. Now everyone's trying to exit out of Indeed. Yep. 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 So. Then we start talking about talent networks. So that's the next policy. And again, listen to our pod, our earlier pods. We go deep into this. So if you're using a platform 
to collect data before the candidate hits the applicant tracking system. Indeed calls that a talent network Mm -hmm. and uh, they could yank your jobs from Indeed. So the first thing, every single customer I talked to was pissed off about this. You know, my, my most important question was, so how does this make you feel seriously? And pretty much all said the same thing. Who the hell is Indeed to tell us who are paying customers how to do business and what types of platforms to use? I mean, the, the high frustration from everybody I spoke with. So um, seeing all these different moves from Indeed, I think really pumped up the search quality and, or the the um, the frustration for an exit strategy. Uh, that was a, that was a pair of praxis there because I'm getting ready to talk about the ex Googlers who are, are leading the uh, the search quality team. Uh-huh. And uh, so it, it seems as if these individuals for the the talent network piece had no clue what problem they were actually solving for candidates or clients. The only problem they cared about was an Indeed problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they weren't looking for about the ramifications for candidates and customers. They were only trying to do something yeah. um, that was focused on search quality and they didn't give a shit about downstream. How do you think those year-end customer touch base calls are going on Indeed this year? I know how they're going. They don't care. <laughs> They don't care. Literally, it's almost like it's almost like we're indeed this is what it is. I mean, companies are coming in who spent millions of dollars with Indeed over the years and they're being treated like they just stepped in off the street and they've never met them before. We are doomed to repeat the history that we forget. Yep. Yep. So other comments about other companies. Uh, Zip was working better than most at this point. And Zip was actually one of the the big cogs in most of the exit strategies. Uh, conversations with product people were incredibly exciting. AI focused, tons of cash being spent. I mean, there's just momentum happening right now. And the biggest thing is they treat customers right. Everybody that I talk to who's using Zip says they're treating customers right. That's great. By the way, there's uh, a little tease. There's some big news coming out of ZipRecruiter next week that I'm sure we'll be talking about on next week's show. Yeah. Um, but if you're if you read my stuff, ere.net, uh, I should have something over there next week if you want to jump the gun. But definitely get our opinion here yeah. on the podcast. So last but not least, it seems as if crew builder is working fine, right? People are are, are actually. Uh, <laughs> And they're like, you know, these are customers saying this. Yeah. He's like, you know, we're getting, we're getting really good ROI, but career builders raising prices without upgrading product, which is not on par with the rest of the industry. So it's like a stale product, but they're trying to ask more from it. And the ROI that they're seeing doesn't justify any type of raising of prices. So um, it that's kind of that's kind of normal end of year. Let's see if we can get money out of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I think what career builders trying to do is they're trying to push people to background check and those types of things. Uh, the new CEO, from what I've under, what I've been told, is actually diverted most of the R and D dollars to the background check product. Uh, the R and D engineers are pretty much gone for the most part, and. Um, you know, most customers are like, you know, what are they actually selling over there? What, you know, what, what are they doing over there? And background checks aren't exactly the most profitable uh, business, but um, yeah, they do have a background check company that they can pimp. More exciting. 
it's it's funny that you mentioned career builder um i don't know if you're ready to jump to their new app or not but um they've uh they're alive like they've sort of been dead uh-huh. for a while while they've laid off people and had a new ceo and bought el chapo and all this stuff but they're finally like things are like coming back to life and they have a new ad yeah which we actually have the audio from if you'd like to take a listen That's and cool. then we can comment either during the ad and or after the ad or both or however we want to do that let's do are both you let's do this. all right all right career builders new ad in three two fun music I was working the same job for a few years I had a degree and some experience, but no career. I came to CareerBuilder because it's a purpose-driven company. I wanted to change how people think about work. My team spent a lot of time and money posting jobs. We would get a flood of resumes, but finding the right person was nearly impossible. Hmm. My budget has to stretch, but my time can't. I was ready to make my mark, but I didn't know how. Using technology to solve problems? That's my job. And I was tired of using 12 vendors. Then I learned that CareerBuilder has everything. Data to help us plan, a single source to find candidates, marketing tools to engage them, and the fastest background screening on the market. So we made the switch. There it is. I opened the CareerBuilder app and found an awesome job. It even built a resume for me with skills I didn't know I had. I applied with a tap. It isn't what we do. It's what we do for people. Now we get the right person faster. It's not just efficient, it's smart. (laughs) We're making work work better. And I start on Monday. Career builder. Work can work. Clever. So, yeah. So, I've seen not this commercial, but a version of this commercial on MSNBC a few times. Um, uh-huh. And word from Career Builder is that uh, they're just getting started. So, there's going to be more of this happening in January. Uh, the ad itself, I think, is, you know, it's kind of sterile. It's kind of bland. But, I mean, they are pushing more of their solution set per se. Uh, so that's interesting. Yeah. So I have a few takeaways. Uh, it's interesting that they would combine three different demos in one yeah. ad. Uh, so you have the job seeker who apparently is an actual career builder user, although he sounds very uh, not like a, <laughs> a actual person. Uh-huh. Uh, he sounds very scripted. Uh, to me, the best was the actual employee, um, Sarah or Amanda, I forget her name. Um, she comes off as very good, I think, yeah. in the ad. Um, the 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 hum- like the comic relief in this ad for me is they have a actor playing an HR person, <laughs> and the actual ad has a disclaimer at the bottom saying this is not an actual HR person or this is not an actual customer, but it's something that a customer would say, <laughs> which to me is like. Could you actually, could you really not get an actual employer to come on the ad to like talk about their experience? So to me, that was kind of funny. It actually was very funny that they did that. Um, And then, yeah, pushing like they do everything. Like they're trying to be an end to end platform. Like we're going to take on Google, LinkedIn and all the other big platforms. Um, So we'll see. Like I didn't get much out of the ad outside of like the person that actually works at Career Builder sounds like they're with it. The job, the job seeker was I could take that or leave it, um, and then the HR person I thought was totally hilarious that it was an actor, and they they told you it was an actor. If our customers loved us, they'd say this. 
Well, yeah. I mean, there are plenty of, like work data ads where, you know, they're not HR people, yeah. but they're talking about HR stuff. And like we feel, so it's just kind of funny. Like if you're going to do that, just get a real customer, like your career builder. You have tons of customers, right? Like get one of them in a company people know and put them on the ad. Anyway. Yeah. And I don't want to hear that you couldn't find one because of all the legal bullshit, blah, blah, blah. It's total bullshit. And how many companies wouldn't love to have their name on a national ad campaign and have somebody like actual at the company? Yeah. <sighs> anyway, but yeah, Career Builders Alive. Hopefully, uh, <clears throat> we'll see more of them because we love talking about them uh, in the new year. That's all I got from the ad. You got anything else? No. We'll, we'll see what they have. You know, if they go from end to end and then they continue to try the end to end play, um, that's that's wonderful. But the only problem with that is that they're not going to do anything incredibly well. I did love that the job seeker talks about mobile and didn't talk about the augmented reality feature. <laughs> I found my job on my mobile phone. I just pointed downtown and found jobs. Anyway, I was walking downtown. And I did, if, you go, oh. if you go to their YouTube channel, there's a, a minute and a half video of just the mobile. And it, uh, it, it talks about the augmented reality stuff, which is uh, amusing to say the least. Whew, it's a waste. All right. Well, let's talk about one of our favorite companies and sponsor yes. the show, uh, Canvas. Uh, let's hear a word from them and we'll talk about Google for Jobs and LinkedIn. Do it. Canvas is the world's first intelligent text-based interviewing platform empowering recruiters to engage, screen, and coordinate logistics via text and so much more. We keep the human, that's you, at the center while CanvasBot is at your side adding automation to your workflow. Canvas leverages the latest in machine learning technology and has powerful integrations that help you make the most of every minute of your day. Easily amplify your employment brand with your newest culture video or add some personality to the mix by firing off a Bitmoji. We make compliance easy and are laser focused on recruiter success. Request a demo at gocanvas.io and in 20 minutes, we'll show you how to text at the speed of talent. That's gocanvas.io. Get ready to text at the speed of talent. I can't imagine a company right now, and if you are one of those listening, smack yourself, uh, who, who is not using some type of messaging it is, it, it's not just something that you have to do now. It's something that's going to be a part of your process and flow for the rest of pretty much your career, period. Grand predictions, which by the way, if you haven't read Circa 2118 by Peter Weddle, oh, make yeah. sure you pick that up at Amazon. We did an interview with him this week that's coming out soon. Well, Chad, if you want to make a statement with your neighbor, uh, throw, take your dog to take a dump in their backyard. <laughs> To me, the news that Google for Jobs has launched in Japan um, had some sort of similarities to that in that Indeed's parent company, Recruit Holdings, is headquartered in Japan. So what better way to make a statement to your competition than to open up shop in the home country of your owning company? Oh, yeah. No, that's that's legit. And, and I think the irony, there's, there's two pieces of irony here. First and foremost, uh, you telling people to pick the book up uh, circa 2118 and read it. That's 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 irony. Uh, and then also, obviously, <laughs> Google for jobs getting into this in Japan and giving recruit holdings a big fuck you. 
Yeah, thanks for the sh- the call out there. Um, <laughs> on the book. can I get like mini side rant real quick? Yeah, I ha- I hate my internet brain. Uh, you and I have been been on the internet roughly half of our lives. Yeah, and I cannot like focus and just like slow down and read like I used to. Uh, I don't know if you're the same way or if others are out there are the same way, but I find that I am. The internet has screwed my brain up, and I don't think I'll ever get it back. Um, so anyway, back to the show. <laughs> so Gilbert Jobs is, is in Japan. Now they're doing it a little bit differently. They're not partnering with uh, recruitment sites or job boards uh, mm-hmm. like they are in other countries. Um, they're collaborating with Japan's number one applicant tracking system, uh, a company called HR Solutions, I guess. So Japan is kind of weird, right? I'm not an expert on the country and recruiting, but I know that, that it's much different than the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. So Google had to accommodate the cultural needs of that country to, to sort of launch the, uh, the business, which says to me it's a lot tougher to launch in Japan. So good for them on taking the, uh, the extra effort to, to launch in that country. Yeah, I'm not sure from a regulation standpoint and also antitrust what they have to deal with. Um, I mean, it took a while to, to be able to get up and running in, in the UK just from an antitrust standpoint. Uh, they needed to think about that here in the US, you know, becoming a quote unquote monopoly and pushing all the job boards out. So including the job boards in Google for Jobs uh, as part of the process, you know, it's almost like a death match on Google for Jobs. Who has a better experience? Who doesn't have drop off rates? Those types of things. So they're actually pushing, I think, our industry here in the US to do better from from a job site standpoint. But in, in Japan, they might not have to deal with that. I'm, I'm not really sure. So they're just going direct to uh, the original content because that's it's all on the applicant tracking system, right? Yeah. Um, so there you have it. And I, I think it's also significant because Japan is, uh, I'm pretty sure, still a top five economy in the world. Um, so it puts them in a very active uh, economy. Mm-hmm. Uh, where there's a lot of money to be made, and a lot of things that are happening. Yeah, uh, it is. It is GDP wise uh, top ten, and is it five or ten? I'm pretty sure. It's yeah, five. Oh, yeah, it might be top five. I, I I just know it's top ten for a fact. I'm just not sure if it's top five. Yeah, and I think it it is. It sends a, a signal to uh, the recruit holdings of the world to the just that they're going to be everywhere. And this wasn't this isn't going to be a surprise to Indeed or recruit holdings or anything like that. Um, but I do like how they are doing business differently in Japan. Uh, I'm going to have to do a little bit more research on that to see uh, why, because uh, I would assume J- Japan has job boards too. So why not Why not also partner with them? Maybe they will. Who knows? Well, the easy thing to do would have been to be like, eh, it's different. You know, it's not in our template. It's not how we scale. So like, let's just not deal with Japan right now. So the fact to me, the fact that they did the extra mile or, or, or made concessions because of the market says that they are, they continue to be very serious about employment um, and making, you know, big waves in this, this industry. Yeah, but that's actually easier. If you're going directly to applicant traffic, systems, uh, you have less to actually index. You get feeds directly from an ATS who represents, I mean, the original content for hundreds of thousands of companies. Um, and uh, it makes it easier, right? So you don't have to take more feeds from all of these different vendors. You take less feeds, you know that it's uh, original content. So yep. 
I don't know. I, again, you have to do a little bit more research on the Japan side. Listeners, if you're out there and you know more, freaking ping us, man. We'd love to hear it. Any experts on the Japanese market, yeah. uh, hit us up at chadcheese.com. Yep. Uh, going on to another mega company in our space, LinkedIn has been bad. Yeah. What'd they do this week? Ireland's Data Protection Commission, they had complaints uh, and they conducted and concluded an investigation of Microsoft. Uh, owned LinkedIn, originally prompting a complaint in 2017, where LinkedIn's practices uh, regarding people who were not members of the social network. So what they were doing is 18 million emails, right? Email addresses of individuals who are not LinkedIn uh, members, they targeted them. So from our standpoint, that's pretty common practice, right? Yeah. For those that don't know, you can uh, on companies or platforms like Facebook, you can go in and plug in email addresses of your customers, for Mm -hmm. example, and submit ads. They'll still see ads uh, from your company. However, how did they get those emails, I think, is in question. Yeah. And it's pretty ironic because uh, we don't know where they got the emails, first and foremost. Um, They probably bought them from somebody and then they matched them up against their database, right? The database that they don't want anybody having access to, right? They don't want companies coming in and playing off their data because they want to focus on data privacy for their users. Although, they want to be able to flip the script and do business pretty much the same way everybody else is uh, and not abide by those data protection laws. So this is against GDPR and they got slapped on the wrist by it. They were lucky they were caught before uh, everything really went into enforcement. Yeah. And to their credit, they did uh, take out the emails or did whatever with them. They're not continuing to, to run that campaign. Now, the the irony in all this is, is how protective LinkedIn is of their profiles. Mm hmm. Um, and not letting other people access profile data and they're like super wigged out by that and the high Q case, et cetera. So the fact that they sort of got pinched for this is is ironic and sort of humorous to say the yeah, least. No, it's it's definitely funny. This is what happens. Uh, and you think of the whole, yeah, they they made concessions. It's because they were caught. That's why they're making concessions. And they're really just in the asking for forgiveness instead of permission mode. Yeah, pretty much every business in our industry uh, is going to be affected by privacy laws and, and things like this. So um, it'll, it'll be a story that continues. Uh, through 2019. Yep. 2020, uh, even more strict laws go into effect in California. So if you are US based and you dropped all your profiles uh, from Europe because of GDPR in 2020, uh, it's not going to matter because if you're going to do business in California, pretty much the US, it's going to it's going to happen everywhere. Uh, You better have your shit together and have it tight. I'm going back to Cali, Cali. Cali. Let's hear from Sovereign and uh, we'll close out the show with some VR and some holiday perks. Oh my God. Sovereign is known for providing the world's best and most accurate parsing products. And now, based on that technology, comes Sovereign's artificial intelligence matching and scoring software. In fractions of a second, receive match results that provide candidates scored by fit to job. And just as importantly, the jobs fit to the candidate make faster and better placements. Find out more about our suite of products today by visiting Sovereign.com. That's S-O-V-R-E-N.com. We provide technology that thinks, communicates, and collaborates like a human. Sovereign. 
Software so human, you'll want to take it to dinner. Really looking forward to going down to Austin later this uh, 2019 for TA Tech and meeting all of the sovereign Westworld uh, androids. I'm I'm looking forward to that. I can't wait. Uh, It's going to be a fun time. Austin is fun time without anybody companies being there. It'll be additionally fun with Sovereign and the gang who, yeah. by the way, if you're at HR tech, they're the ones passing out free bourbon shots to everybody. <laughs> Got um, yeah. Tom, here's your lucky day. You get to, you get to hate on a VR company. Go. Yeah. Jobable mail it and immerse your candidates in your experience. So this thing is like, a, it's like a cardboard kind of uh, setup, right? And, <laughs> It, they, the uh, company mails it to you. And what you do is you download the app at that point, uh, or go to a video, one of the two things. And then you put your phone in this cardboard VR headset thing. You put it up to your face and you are immersed in a VR tour of a company, or you can go into gamification mode, whatever the company's done, right? Uh Um, through this app. But I thought that this was perfect for you because, uh, you know, we were talking about how the holidays are coming. VR is all out there. Um, I just think we we look like a bunch of idiots with these things plastered on our faces. So, so to me, this is a little bit like AI, right? Like everyone says something is AI, but not really. Um, but saying it's AI is pretty cool. Like, huh? this, okay, this is VR, sure. Uh, but to me, it's more like, do you remember the 70s? Uh, you had that little viewfinder and you had that little disc thing. Oh, that you, yeah. That you put in, and then you clicked it and you went to like a different picture. Yeah. And you put it up to your face. Like to me, this is like a new version of that. You, you, you put this thing on and then it, it shows you a video basically from your phone. Um, I don't see this thing being very interactive. I can't like uh, talk to someone else. I can't interact with people. Anyway. Um, so I don't know if this is true VR. I think you can pitch it as VR, um, but is it really virtual reality? I don't know. It looks like more like put a, put your phone up to your face and watch a video. Um, <laughs> the other thing that, that reminded me of this is, you know, there was a time when not every uh, computer had a, a webcam or a camera on it. And uh, there was a company back in the day that they would actually send webcams to the candidates that yeah. were branded with the logo of the company. Green job interview. And then it was at the company. I don't know yeah. a couple of times. It was one it. of them, man. And then you would you would have a little keepsake from the company uh, in a web in the form of a webcam, and then you would do a video interview with the webcam that the company sent you. Yep. So if at some point cameras on computers become the same as they are now, where nobody buys a webcam anymore because all the computers have cameras on them, um, if VR becomes as ubiquitous as that, then I think. VR has a real place in recruitment. You and I can argue whether VR will ever hit that hit that plateau. Uh, but for now, this is a pretty ridiculous company. Um, it's great to sort of brand yourself as the VR company and hope that VR really takes off. But if VR does not take off, these guys won't be around for much longer. Awesome on the viewfinder, by the way. I I, I, I had one. I loved it. That was amazing. But yeah, I mean, we saw the um the video interview the reason i mean the video interview company uh more was a software company but they needed 
everybody to have a, a webcam. So they just sent them out in the mail. So they were really, you know, they, they were, they were ready for the, uh, the virtual interview before anybody else was. I guess the difference is if, if this company was actually sending out like Oculus Rifts to people, <laughs> then there'd be something. But the fact that they're sending a cardboard, basically mask to people, um, is not the same as sending a, because people could actually use these webcams that were sent by companies. And yes. that was actually like a cool thing, yeah. but they're not going to sit at home with this cardboard face mask and use VR. They actually have to have real VR systems. Yeah. 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 So the it's Oculus cool. and I, I haven't put it on my face, uh, and I'm sure I'll check it out when I hit best buy or something like that. But I mean, <sighs> you know, it's, it's a piece of rubber that you're strapping to your face. You still look like an idiot. I, I don't care. Fair enough, man. We disagree <laughs> on VR. We'll see what happens. Uh, but we can probably agree on some of the perks that uh, have been listed. They have six here. Yes. Uh, holiday season is here. Mm -hmm. Companies, you know, are throwing parties. They're giving away money, like trips and all these things. Um, so uh, Spherion did a uh, survey of a thousand or so of their, uh, yeah, a thousand customers to find out what are the top holiday perks that employees are, are cramming, you know, like begging for this year. So are you ready for the list? Yes. Bring it. All right. You want, you want to go from top to bottom or bottom to top? Bottom to top. Okay. Let's do that. All right. 18% gift exchange. Ooh, Yuck. those secret Santas. Yuck. Yeah. We love that. Uh, another 18%. We got a tie at the bottom company paid holiday meal. No, mm. no thanks. Love that. Uh, that catering from Qdoba Yuck. coming in. 18%. 22% were moving up. Office closure between Christmas and New Year's Day. Now I can get on board with that. That sounds like Yeah. From a sales standpoint, that shit ain't going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let the engineers go home for a while, except like a few people that can keep the lights yeah. on. All right. We're moving up to 26% holiday bonus. All yeah, right. I dig that. People get Some people get pissed off if they don't get a little money yep. uh, at holiday time. 28% wanted extra time off. Okay. Yeah. You get two weeks regular, like give you another week or something. I yeah. guess that'd be a nice, nice perk. And number one, we don't have a drum roll sound bite, but if we did, we'd use it. Uh, holiday party at 36%. Holiday party suckers. That's right. I love that that's above time off and more money. Mm -hmm. Like let me party. Let me get into trouble. Yeah. That sounds like a yeah, great idea. Yeah, it's not a great idea. The The worst things are office parties. You get boozed up and you do stupid shit around people that you shouldn't be doing stupid shit. Uh, or uh, you end up like hooking up with people. That, I mean, that's just, it's not a good, it, it's not a, it's not a good idea. Yeah, there aren't many great things that can happen from holiday parties, but there are a lot of bad things that can happen from holiday parties. <laughs> I suspect in the Me Too era that a lot of parties aren't even happening because companies don't want to go down that road, which is probably a good idea. Yeah. Give them a give them that $50 gift card to uh, Best Buy instead. Yeah. And if you have any great holiday party stories, send them our way. We'd love to hear them. <laughs> and we love pictures as well. Or video. <laughs> video is even better. Send it our way at chadcheese.com. Oh, I wonder, I wonder if Career Builder is having El Chapo at their Christmas party. I'm going to say that's a long shot. And then I'm going to say, oh, we, we out. out. Hi, I'm Emma. Thanks for listening to my dad. 
the Chad, and his buddy Cheese. This has been the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single show. Be sure to check out our sponsors because their money goes to my college fund. For more, visit chadcheese.com. How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transform, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.